And a very good morning to you, Peter. Happy Friday. Good morning, Silvana, and good morning to the listeners. How are we all doing this fabulous Friday morning? Well done. I am doing well. well thank you. I want to say well done and well, thank you. You know what? I'm just thinking boka, boka, boka. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm saying like well done. But yes, I am doing well on this Friday. And well done to our boka, eh? the, the green and gold oh, well, warriors. Well Amazing. It, yeah. It was unbelievable. I, we joked last week about we couldn't, our nerves couldn't, couldn't take another one one point victory, but... Well, mm-hmm. they put us through the ringer once again, and it was quite uh, quite an experience. You're, it's been a, it's been a, a crazy week. It, has, it hasn't felt real, you yeah. know, because everywhere you look on social media, there's pictures and there's people celebrating. So there's no there's no escaping it. It feels like it really has. Yeah. We're, we're getting the full the full experience out of it. So so yeah, I'm long mate, continue. Definitely, yes, and, hoping, <laughs> and well, definitely hoping that it carries on into the cricket. So Ooh, we have another yes. month of celebration. As world champions in another discipline. So Most definitely. Most definitely. Can only hope. <laughs> definitely. Uh, now, Peter, today we're talking about one of my favorites, pasta dishes. Mm, I do uh, love indeed. a good pasta. Yes. So, and I know that you've got some exotic, amazing combinations. Oh, I always love to listen to the concoctions that you put together. So, uh, okay. <laughs> well, we've got some interesting, some interesting stuff about pasta. I mean, I, and look, for me, but for me, the, the, the beauty of pasta is the simplicity of it. Yes. Uh, I think it's one of those it's one of those dishes that require only one or two ingredients. You know, it's 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 not something that benefits from seventeen different flavors. That's you know, true. The, the simpler the better with pasta. And there, it's all about the quality of your ingredients. You know, when 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 you only got one or two things in a bowl, you know, you've just got pasta, some tomato sauce, and and and, and some parmesan. All of those ingredients have to be properly cooked, and also of of of, of of quality ingredients because there's nowhere to hide when you make good pasta. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think the first place to start for me would be is I have and I was fortunate enough to spend um, a week when I was working in London many years ago where we had a guest uh, Italian chef in the kitchen with us. Mm-hmm. Um, we were doing some Italian promotion, and he showed me this trick, well, this recipe, well, a trick. It's a recipe that stood with me for years, and it's it's the it's the recipe for making the simplest. But certainly, most delicious tomato sauce you will ever you will ever need, and it literally is it literally is two tins of tinned tomatoes. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- th- it's funny you'll find that Italians don't use fresh tomatoes when they make tomato sauce. Yes, largely because the, the tinned tomatoes are fresh, are, are riper, and they they are in the sauce, so it's a much it's a much richer dish to use. So you need two tins of uh, peeled tomatoes. Mm-hmm. You need two garlic cloves. And you need um, a handful of basil, so uh, about ten grams. And when I say ten grams, if you think of those packets of herbs that you buy in the supermarket, that's twenty grams. Mm-hmm. So ten grams is half a packet, so a handful. So all you do is you put your two tins of tomato into a saucepan, and you get it up to the boil, turn it down to a simmer, and you literally just let that reduce down until it's a nice, thick sauce consistency. Obviously, it's going to be chunky because it's got the big piece of tomato, but we're going to we're going to blitz that up. So don't worry about that. Mm-hmm. So when that is a nice thick sauce consistency, probably in a normal saucepan, fifteen minutes, 10, 15 minutes, letting it bubble away. Then in a separate frying pan or a saucepan, just heat. Um, I would say probably a hundred mils of extra virgin olive oil. Then you take the two garlic cloves and you thinly slice them up. And then you just warm the, the the oil. So you put the garlic in the oil, 
and then you just start to warm that up. Don't fry it so that the 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 the, the, the the um, garlic starts to crisp and go brown because you'll get a bitterness to the sauce. You're yes. literally just warming it on the stove. Mm-hmm. And when that's warmed through, take the basil leaves, stalks and all, and just drop them into that warm uh, oil just to let them wilt. Take that off the off the heat and pour that oil concoction straight into the tomato mixture and then put that whole thing into a blender. And you will have one of the tastiest fragrant fresh tomato sauces you will ever need on pasta wow it's a it's literally a 10 minute job and you will have it's just and you can use that tomato sauce with a base for just about anything Mm, Um, and it's just one of the simplest tastiest things i've ever had this guy just said look i'll show you and and that was as he said it was the base of all the tomato based sauces they used was this tomato base with just a a hint of basil and a little bit of fresh garlic it was just unbelievable yes um i was actually thinking about this the other day and, and and that pasta this there's a lot of science to pasta. There's a lot of thinking that goes in. People don't quite realize it. Mm-hmm. The, the, the shape of the pasta is of paramount importance. It's, it's the different shapes are, are for different sources. So, I mean, I, I'll give you a classic example. The, 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 one, the one pasta dish that we all know and love, spag bol. Now, mm-hmm. in Italy, you will not find a restaurant or a grandmother worth their salt that will serve bolognese with spaghetti. It doesn't. It's not a combination that works oh. because, and, and there's 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 reason behind it, and it's the reasoning of the shapes of pasta. Your long thin strands of pasta, your tagliatelle, your spaghetti, your linguine, those are designed to be eaten with with cream sauces, sauces that cling to the pasta. So basically, what you're doing is with your pasta is because we also have a tendency to put too much sauce on our pasta. That's the whole true. idea is it's a pasta dish and it's a bowl of flavored pasta. So if think of if you think of if you think of your bowl of pasta in the same way you think of a bowl of salad leaves. Mm-hmm. You're just dressing the leaves. You're not drenching them in sauce. You just want to give them a light coating so that the the crunch and the texture of the leaves is enhanced by this beautiful dressing you've just put on. Yes. You know, when when you finish a bowl of salad, there shouldn't be a pool of dressing in the bottom of your bowl. Mm -hmm. Exact same theory holds when eating pasta. You're literally just dressing the pasta to make the pasta taste of something. You know, let's not forget that pasta by its nature is a peasant dish. Mm -hmm. So it was a way of making a simple starch go a long way. Yeah. So you get this starch staple uh, and you turn that into the tastiest starch you can do. And that's how you stretch and feed a family with a big bowl of pasta. Yes. It's in the same way that, that you know, um, it's the same reason why Thai food is so hot. Mm-hmm. Because what they used to do was have a small little pot of curry that would have to then season a massive pot of, of, of rice. So the, 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 the flavor of the curry was quite intense because you had, you know, uh, two kilos of rice to flavor. Mm-hmm. And as we've become more affluent, so the portion of rice has gone down, but the intensity of the sauce has. But primarily, you're just dressing the pasta. So in order to do that, your long strands are best with cream sauces because the cream sticks to the sauce. Whereas you've got a meat sauce like a bolognese, for example, mm-hmm. there you want to you want to have something like, um, uh, like the, the penne or even the macaroni, or the rigatoni, like the little orchetto, the mm-hmm. ears, so that the actual pasta itself collects some of that meat sauce mm-hmm. up when you eat it. So there's sure. there's method to the madness why certain pastas are traditionally served with certain sauces. And and yeah, so 
generally you would call it with generally the most traditional one to serve with bolognese is is rigatoni which is it is which is like the big kind of um it's almost like a large a large macaroni but it's mm -hmm. quite hollow so so that's about all about scooping up meat sauce and eating it so um it's also quite funny because bolognese i suppose it's like anything that gets a name from whence it comes you know in in bologna which is just outside of florence mm -hmm. um it's not called bolognese it's just called ragu or meat sauce so if oh. someone says you would you like some meat sauce then uh -huh. then you just say yes because that's what it is and traditionally traditionally it was the kind of thing that was always made on a monday and it used to be made up of the leftovers from the kind of sunday roast which often used to be a loin of veal or something so traditionally um, bolognese is made from veal and it, they what used to happen was all of that meat that was left over cooked meat would then be slow cooked chopped up really really finely and slow cooked in a rich tomato sauce mm -hmm. in order for 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 to, to use up the meat the next day so it has its origin again that's the present origins of, of a lot of the pasta dishes is you've got leftovers we need to make them into something fabulous and, mm -hmm. and therefore we continue using it wow so that's that's the thing about about and when you do make your traditional bolognese, for me, it's, um, I think mince often gets a bad reputation because it was like they don't like mince because it can be quite chewy. Mm. Well, if you consider that all that sort of sinew and, and, and chewy bits that you find in beef in particular, um, are minced up in, when you mince up, when you, when you put your beef through the mincer. So you need to cook the mince long and slow in the same way that you would cook a shin or something along those lines that is generally a tougher cut. You need to soften it over time. So if you want to make bolognese, it's not something you make in 20 minutes. You've got to have, it's got to cook in the sauce for minimum of 45 minutes to an hour. Yes. And you'll see the difference, how, how flavorful it becomes, how much of that meat flavor is released into the sauce and how the mint starts to become quite tender and quite soft and it becomes a whole other dish mm -hmm. you know it really becomes a a, 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 a feast of a different of a, of, a, of a different magnitude when you cook it for a long time yes um so so it's it's that sort of thing to think about um i think i think for me bolognese i i like onions lots of garlic uh, celery, carrots, then in goes the mince, a little bit of tomato paste, tin tomatoes, and red wine. You can use uh, beef stock, mm -hmm. uh, um, but I prefer red wine. It gives it a, a much richer, richer flavor. And then you just let it slowly bubble away and do its thing. You know, it'll 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 thicken up eventually if you cook it for long enough. Mm -hmm. um, and if it looks like it's cooking down, turn it down if it's if it's drying out a little bit. You can always add another cup of red wine or stock or even just water if it looks like it's getting a bit dry mm -hmm. because it is it's a sauce after all it's a meat sauce it's not it's not tomato flavored mint so it shouldn't yeah. be dry you know um if you compare it to something like baburti baburti is quite a dry mixture mm -hmm. it's it's moistened because it's got nice fat through it and it's got it's got the almonds and the soaked bread but it's but it's in of itself it's not very saucy whereas bolognese is meant to be that again that sauce yes. that coats the pasta it's a meat sauce rather than a bowl of spicy mints mm -hmm. so that's the thing to remember about pasta and now, then yeah just experiment yeah. it's um, interesting and, and this, yes sorry yeah. go for it no, interesting no it's interesting uh, the, the, that you add to the, the the carrots the carrots that you yeah. add I, I was saying it's well, it just, interesting it just, yeah yeah it just it gives another dimension you know that the, 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 the richness of carrots and also that kind of that kind of clean fresh taste of celery mm. just adds another dimension to, to the mints 
But for me, the last tip was going to be the secret to cooking pasta in the first place. And I, and I think people, we've all made that same mistake as students where you've got this small little saucepan that probably fits about 500 mils of water in and you're trying <laughs> to stuff an entire box of spaghetti into it. Yeah. And it kind of gets left there until the spaghetti slowly and surely s- s- melts into the water. And that's the worst possible way to cook pasta. <laughs> I think also people make the mistake of everyone always puts, puts oil in the water and yeah. that's to prevent the pasta from sticking together. And, and to be honest, if you think of the science of that, when water boils, when water and oil are together, the oil just floats on the top, so it doesn't actually do anything to coat the pasta. And as soon as you pour the water out into your pasta, into your column, the first thing that goes down the drain is the oil. Mm-hmm. So the secret to not getting your pasta to stick is a large pot. So that's why you see when you you see now in, in cooking sauce, in, in, in anywhere that's got a homeware store, a pasta pot is usually quite a large one. And the yes. reason for that is that you want a big pot, a pot with a, on a rolling boil. It's a nice, furiously boiling with some salt in the water because you want to give a slight hint of flavor to the pasta. And what the whole idea is, is you drop your pasta into the water and there must be a significant amount of water so the, the temperature of the water doesn't drop when you put the pasta in. Because therein lies the problem. It needs to continue to boil and roll. And yes. that rolling boil is what stops the pasta sticking together. So the, the secret is a big pot of boiling water, throw in the, the pasta and then give that a good stir. And that's the way to cook pasta that doesn't stick. Yes. Not a, if you want to add oil, the time to add oil is when you pour your pasta into the colander in the sink, get a little bit of extra virgin olive oil and dress the pasta then and yes. toss the pasta to that. Mm. Then that prevents it sticking together firstly. But secondly, also it adds another flavor dimension of having this beautiful pasta coated with the oil. And obviously the secret is the good pasta is to cooking it what they call el dente, which is to the tooth, which means it must have a, a little bit of a bite. It shouldn't be a soggy, soft mess. It should have a you should have a little bit of a chew to your pasta. So that's that's the tips that I can come up with. Making the simplest pasta you can is really simple sauces, mm-hmm. the right sauce for the right pasta, and a massive pot of boiling water to get your sauce your pasta cooked correct. Most definitely. Oh, I do love it. I'm feeling hungry now suddenly. Oh, and I do love pasta. It's, um, I don't know if you've seen that movie, Peter. It's uh, by Julia Roberts, Eat, Pray, Love. And uh, she yes. goes to, she goes to Italy. And then there's this one line. I was sharing it with the listeners early on. Uh, Dolce far niente. It means the sweetness of nothing. Mm, very interesting. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Absolutely love it. So um, what are you planning for the weekend? Any uh, outdoor activities oh, that you're involved I've in? Got, mm-hmm. Yes, and actually I'm doing an interesting thing on Sunday, although there's cricket on, but there's um, um I'm a, I'm a judging a Poikikos competition oh, here wow. in Out Bay at the, uh-huh. at the Riding Centre. It's for a great charity called Free to Fly. So it's the Free to Fly Poikikos competition. And it's an NGO that helps um, – with um, abused and trafficked kids. So it's a big fundraiser. It's going to be a great day out. So mm-hmm. if anyone finds themselves in this neck of the woods, yes. come to the, the Help Bay Riding Centre. There'll be a beer garden. There's live music. There's pony rides, face painting. So a great day out for the entire family. And myself and um, uh, Nate from Feud and Flum will be judging the Poiki Cross competition. So a bit of a fun on yes. Sunday afternoon. It looks like it's going to be great weather, 20-odd degrees, so uh-huh. not too hot. No, no real wind to speak of. So that's going to be my Sunday. I'm going to be there all day having, raising some funds and having a bit of fun. What time is it kicking off? What time does the event it start? Kicks, it kicks off at 10. The afternoon starts. It starts at 10 in the morning. 
and I think we're judging the poiki cost at about two o'clock. But there's okay. a whole there's a whole program from ten to about five of a, a whole list of events that everyone can join yeah. into. Fantastic! Well, you have yourself some fun, and uh, you and I will catch up same time next week. We will indeed, and until then, may the pasta sauce be with you. <laughs> have a great one. Bye, Peter. Bye. <laughs>